The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network stanley cup champions edition my name is talent jenkins joined with our host we got ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight doing good it's finally off season but i'm, I'm glad we finally get to talk about the uh, stanley cup champion avalanche and uh, over to joel for that one that is the sound of victory cork being pulled my favorite <laughs> bottle of rum i was like what the fuck was that <laughs> nah, that's what i'm drinking the last three days it's been a hell of a hell of a time here uh man it, it, you don't get to experience these moments often in your life uh 2014 germany world cup won that shit over argentina 2019 lsu beat clemson but this one might be the crown jewel you know obviously i experienced the abs winning their first two cups but i was a kid then i didn't experience the loss uh, that we went through five years ago. I was in I was in Bucharest. Worst season of the Cap era. The Avalanche, 48 points. <laughs> I was waking up at 3, 4 in the morning over there in Romania, and uh, that that was brutal. But I, it, this 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 what this is what makes it worth it, right? You go through the the tough times to make it to the glory years, and these are the glory years, uh, especially after the last couple of years. We were good enough to win the cup, just had some difficulties with injuries and. Uh, uh, superior coaching on the side, but uh, oh, it, it's it's been crazy, man. Monday, Monday, I was fucking crying at random times during the day <laughs> at work, just random. Uh, it's, it's been a it's been a, a fun time. It's been an emotional time. Uh, you know, Chris Cuthbert on the on the Canadian broadcast. These are words that I won't forget the rest of my life. Uh, Kale McCarr, he said before the series that. The Lightning are a team that's trying to cement a dynasty, but we're just trying to build a legacy. And Chris Cuthbert, at the end of the game, five seconds left, he says, the dynasty will be denied, and a new legacy begins. And that, that, that's, that's just words that I'm going to remember the rest of my life. So, uh, yeah, fucking hail the Avalanche. We're the best team in the world, and we're going to get some more on top of this. Uh, uh, I got more to say later on, but uh, that's, a, that's a good <laughs> intro, man. It's, it's the right. best feeling, man. <laughs> we'll definitely be getting more into that for sure. Uh, for now, though, we'll keep on moving along here. Uh, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website, man. That's the place to be. I know hockey season's over and stuff like that, but there's still tons of good sports going on. Baseball's a million games into their seven million game seasons. Look out for that. The boys in the MLB pot are absolutely killing it. Uh, I think we got some USFL playoffs going on this weekend to cap off their season. CFL's popping off. There's still golf. We got a major coming up at St. Andrew, I believe, next weekend. Or is that this weekend? That's next weekend. Um, tons of good content, man. So but go check out Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Shout out. Listen to all the other shows, even the MMA show. Go check everything out. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Season's over. Slack group's still popping off. That shows how strong it is, man. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Couldn't have had as kick-ass of a year as we did without all you guys. Yeah, we got the USFL championship game this this weekend with uh, the Philadelphia Stars have made it with, with Blob there. And uh, <laughs> I don't see your, your toothpaste-haired mascot in Fuck here. Fuck off. Dave the wave, man. <laughs> I, th- I think that they dropped uh, dropped that last week. But yeah, it's it's been a, lo- a lot of good stuff there at, at Sports Gambling Podcast. Check out the website, check out the Slack, and make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on whatever platform you're on. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey for Apple, uh, sg.pn slash hockey s for Spotify, and uh, leave us a five star rating review. You know, it's going to be the off season, going to be the doldrums here, but we're going to try to keep the content going for you and keep you entertained. <laughs> All right, we'll start jumping into things here. 
Let's get right to this. Jolie, you know we're throwing it to you. Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup in a very dominant fashion. Uh, I would love to say that Tampa put up a decent effort. I cannot say Tampa put up a decent effort. They went 14 minutes without a fucking shot on goal. Jolie, over to you, bud. Colorado wins the Cup. Take it away. Uh, yeah, we don't have much time. Uh, not enough time to uh, <laughs> list all the things that I could say. Every freaking player on this team. Bo Byram, he had the best game in that game six. Uh, he's been awesome since stepping up for Sam Gerrard. So I got to shout out him first. Jack Johnson, of course, you know his, his stuff. His parents ripping him off from his money in the first uh, major contract he had. So I uh, feel for him winning the cup now. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, he got robbed of the Ironman streak. He got the cup. He got the cup third overall, which is, says a lot considering he was a recent addition to the team. Um, but uh, the most of all, obviously McKinnon. McKinnon, he, he wanted it more than anyone. But uh, most of all, Eric Johnson, longest tenured AF. He's been with the team for a while. He was the first overall pick, had some struggles in St. Louis. He's traded the Avalanche. He's been a warrior for us. He's a best buds with Landis Gog. So uh, the whole thing during, during it went years back. Uh, Landis Gog was saying, when we win the cup, I'm going to give it to you first of all, first of anyone. And that's what happened. He gave him the cup first. Uh, he almost retired actually this year, but uh, Sackick convinced him that he needed him and he came back. And I'm sure he fucking is glad he did. Uh, so yeah, shout out to EJ. Um Camper 2 was, was solid at the end there. He had bad stats, bad playoffs, uh, but he was good enough for this team to win the Cup because uh, the Avalanche obviously are the best team in the league, but uh, they just needed some decent goaltending, and he gave the, the saves when they needed them. So shout out to him, too. He was really pumped at the end there. Kadri, of course, uh, Talon was well aware. Uh, he's shouting out all those fans in Toronto <laughs> <laughs> who wanted him gone, but Joe Sakic stuck with him. I mean, I wasn't sure that he would be able to do it, so maybe I'm kissing his ass as well. Uh, we know that, <laughs> that, that quote there. Uh, but uh, he he uh, kept it together. We saw in, in Nashville series especially where the Predators were trying to, like, goad him into stuff, but uh, the rest of the Avalanche players were <laughs> just talking to Kadri nonstop, like, just let it go, let it go, let it go. And he did, and he kept his composure and uh, – Came back from a fucking broken thumb. He was supposed to miss like six weeks, whatever, with the shit. But he came back in 18 days and scored a pivotal OT winner in game four, uh, despite Cooper's complaints about the uh, six men on ice. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, incredible win. Best team. Uh, yeah, the, the, this is one of the best uh, cup finals in the salary cap era, I think. Uh, we had the Bruins and the Canucks, obviously. That was a big one. The Canes. Winning theirs was a huge uh, series too, but this one was was best on best, right? Like the the newcomers beating the champs, beating the team that's been there for ten years, it feels like, and uh, yeah, passing the torch for sure. So let's fucking go, abs. You forgot uh, most importantly, Nicholas Kubel, former Flyer, denting the cup right before the picture. Oh yeah, fantastic moment. I left that for you. Yeah, that was unreal. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you needed some flyers touch there. You, you lost Belmar to Tampa Bay, but you, you claimed uh, Albu Cabell off waivers and, and you, you went to the cup. So, I mean, claim a flyer off waivers and, and you're going to go to the cup. It's it's only, I'm, I'm just sad uh, Claude Giroux didn't go there instead of Florida, of course, but a, a great cup win by, by the Avs. They were the favorites for, for a long time. They, they put up what they had to do after last season. McKinnon was getting asked if he, he could win. He was like, you know, I haven't won shit. And now, now he's winning, and they got the cup, and they definitely are going to be. I think they're already the favorites for for next season. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, the Avs they have a great core there. We saw the Lightning turn into a dynasty, and the Avs for the making of it, making of that as well. I think that this is the only. I heard that this is the only the fifth time that the Cup favorites from the beginning of the year won the Stanley Cup in the last thirty years. So it Ooh. just shows you how hard it is yeah. to do, even if you're the the favorites to win it. That's the funny thing about hockey, man. It's you know it's one of the hardest sports to actually win the championship in because anything can happen in any given night. You know, you think of things like basketball, things like football, maybe even soccer. I'm not too sure, but like traditionally, the better teams do find a way to kind of win. Hockey's not always like that, man. So all the credit to Colorado. Like I said earlier, they won in a dominant fashion too, man. Like not even just in this Tampa series, but all throughout their entire run. What did they lose? Four games in total, the entire playoffs. Like they swept Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. I've 
what who did they play next after Blues. that? The Blues. What did they lose? One game to one game no, to fucking St. Louis. They lost two. Two and then swept the Oilers. Two to St. Louis, swept the Oilers, and then lost two to the, the Stanley Cup, double time Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, right? So it was a dominant fashion, and it was a dominant game, man. That game six, obviously Tampa kind of came out hot. They put up some good pressure. They got on the board early, but uh <laughs> it, it was a no-brainer, dude. Colorado shut them down completely for the last half of the game. So give that team all the credit in the world, you know. And like Joel said it too, give credit to Darcy Camper, man. I know he only had a couple shots and shit towards the end, and we've been on him a little bit this year. But in the end of the day, all you can do is ask your goalie to get, to give you a chance to win, and he gave them a chance to win, right? So everything clicked, and yeah, man, like you said, it's good to see. Like, fuck, guys like Naz and Kadri, obviously personal note for me. You know, I love Naz. Everybody, most Leaf fans, I could say 90% of Leaf fans are more than happy for him. Um, Guys like Nathan McKinnon, too. A couple of the bets like Eric Johnson you talked about as well, Joel. This is, this is cool, man. And it was really cool to see Sackick hold, like, hoist the cup again, too, right? You know, growing Absolute up, winner. 100%. You like growing up, uh, you always saw those videos and shit back in the day of Sackett hoisting the cup over his head. And he's it, just one of those guys that's always cool to see him have success, right? So good uh, good on Joe. That's awesome to see. Good on uh, Colorado organization and good on Colorado fans, man. You know, they, uh, they earned it. They had a great year and uh, the best team in the league won the Stanley Cup. Make sure to get down on the wins bet $50, win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. WinBet is also offering an ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022, you'll get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. They're also offering a Party with DJ Diesel package where all users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I saw something today about Kemper that that uh, during the playoffs, uh, Bednar said he had to go to an optometrist two or three times a day to retrain his eye after having his concussion and, and the stick up there. So, I mean, putting in the effort there to, you know, he wasn't, he didn't play to his best, but he he put put everything out there and, and he got rewarded for it. Tampa Bay lost to a pirate, man. He's fucking <laughs> Darcy one eye. There you go. Darcy. Uh, Darcy. <laughs> Can you say a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? Uh, <laughs> I like Darcy one eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Sorry. Um, all right, we'll move on down a little bit here. Some more kind of news to come out of it. I don't think any of us were too surprised here. You know, there were some people that made a nice kind of late, you know, late series push. But uh, Kale McCarr wins the con Smythe in a dominant fashion. 29 points in 20 games as a defenseman. This kid's a fucking stud, dude. There's no way around it. Arguably the best defenseman in the league. You know, I I always thought it was Victor Hedman. Nope, I think he still might be. But for what Kale McCarr did this year, and especially in this playoffs, that's something special. Joel, you guys got a hell of a D-man out there in Colorado. Yeah, I think he overtook Hedman in this uh, series here. Hedman struggled throughout the playoffs. He had a few good games, but uh, he wasn't quite himself throughout. And he wasn't in the major injuries category, too. So people thought that he might have been suffering from something. But apparently it was just the usual uh, aches and sprains and bruises and all that. But uh, Makar, he's he's otherworldly. Uh, We saw that he had a tape wrapped around his hand, uh, which explains why he's bobbing the puck a bit in game six. So he was fighting through stuff, too. Which uh, explains why he didn't have the best game there. But uh, yeah, there's no question. This guy was minus 700, minus 800 to win the Smythe when the Avs took a 3 to 1 series of the lead. So yeah, there's no question. He won unanimously too, which doesn't happen very often. Usually there's mm-hmm. a few random voters to vote for someone else. But uh, this guy was a walkaway winner, uh, cashed mm-hmm. on that. So hail McCarr, man. Uh, this, this, all hail kill. This guy is the best. He's going to win a heart trophy before he's done. Not to mention a few more Norris's. Yeah, clean sweep there. Joel said it for, for Makar. He was clearly, I, I didn't see him as high as minus 700. I saw minus 300, minus 400. And yeah, there, there were. There that was some, after game five. Uh, I'm talking about after game four. After game was four. Minus 700, minus 700. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rantanen made a good push there. If 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 Nachushkin scored a little bit more, maybe he would have made a push if if there was some some hero hero ball there. But yeah, Makar was throughout the playoffs the best player, probably not named Connor McDavid or Leon Drysaddle, but just playing both sides of the ice, being able to shut down McDavid and Drysaddle, being able to shut down the Lightning. I mean, he he clearly is the best defenseman. He doesn't look like it. He looks like a little kid out there to, at times. But yeah, he's. He's incredible. I'm pissed that the Flyers passed on him, even though I don't think they would have taken him. But, yeah, he, he's great. The Avs just have a fantastic defenseman there in Kale McCarr. He just looks like a kid in his face. Like, he's actually a tall <laughs> guy, and he actually throws the body around. So he's actually a dominant defenseman, too. But it's just his face makes it look like he's 13 years old. <laughs> it looks like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he doesn't play like one. No, of course not. Always good to you know. That's a guy that would throw his weight around too, eh? Like honestly, I knew he was great. Obviously, I watched him a little bit in the season, but to actually watch him in that series, you know, this guy will be going into corners and going around the net, and he won't be afraid to kind of get the first little lean on, you know. So that's uh, that's what it takes to play. Maybe he catches some guys off guard, and he's a he's a hell of a player, strong presence, all the talent in the world, great skill, and good defensive mind too, right? So a lot of credit for Kale McCarty, man. The guy's a fucking stud, and he will be. And what a contract! You guys locked him up. Was it last year? Nine million dollars for like what five or six years or some shit for this guy that's an absolute steal man for sure uh, i mean ken was asked after the the, the the win there uh what does it take to win the stanley cup and he says find yourself a kale mccarr <laughs> just says it all <laughs> imagine if your team passed on him in the draft that yeah. would suck eh? could not even imagine that uh, no. <laughs> no. the abs are bad at drafting after the first round but we get our fucking first round picks right let me tell you <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's give a little bit of credit to the Tampa Bay Lightning here, man. Uh, you know, there, there's no argument that this team was a dynasty. To do what they did in the cap era, they won two Stanley Cups. The next year, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, lost in Game 6. Um, regardless of how it all played out, this is still a fantastic team. And they had a couple a couple notable injuries. Obviously, that's the best part of the Stanley Cups. The injury list comes out. Well, Tampa Bay had a few, uh, few significant ones. I'll... I'll run off them here, and then if you guys want to add anything about any specific player, by all means, go for it. Uh, Braden Point had what they call a significant quad tear. I believe he suffered that after the Leaf series, so he's been suffering through that for a good couple weeks. Uh, Kucherov and Bellamir had meniscus problems. Anthony Sorelli had an AC joint sprain. He does need off-season surgery. Uh, Ryan McDonough with a mangled finger. I don't know what the proper diagnosis of a mangled finger is. Ryan and I were talking about this before the show. I guess his finger's just fucked up. I actually Googled the term mangle to see exactly what it meant. It pretty much just means fucked up. Um, Hagel, he has a foot fracture, which was suffered during the Florida series. Corey Perry has a shoulder ACL joint sprain. And uh, Nick Paul has shoulder ACL joint sprain and an MCL sprain. So a couple... This team is walking skeletons, right? Not, I'm not saying this to take anything away from Colorado, but it's just interesting to see, you know, the uh, all the injuries that teams like Tampa suffered, and obviously Colorado had their fair share too. It's the playoffs; nobody's healthy, right? Uh, boys, any any thoughts on that though? You know, McDonough's mangled finger, fucking Perry's what AC joint sprain. Any anything jump off the page to you there, or what? I do want to give McDonough credit for coming out after uh, Game Four and saying it was not too many men on the ice because that just those plays happen all the time. But yeah, a lot of injuries here for the Lightning. But yeah, it's just crediting the Lightning for pushing through that. Just these, this is what happens in the playoffs because the Avs had plenty of injuries as well. We had them. Joel mentioned Carr had his hand taped up. Kadri came back from a broken thumb after being reported that he would miss the rest, the rest of the playoffs. The Chushkin had a fucked up foot, probably a mangled foot. You could clarify it as <laughs> Cogliano played through a, a finger hand injury. And I think he injured his foot in game five or six. So yeah, the abs were just completely, completely beat up too. This is just playoff hockey. That's what happens. But we did forget one key injury on the uh, Tampa Bay side. Uh, John Cooper has hurt feelings after the series. It was, it looked like <laughs> mangled every, feelings. <laughs> mangled feelings. <laughs> after every goal it was li- like the lightning just running to the top. Like, okay, can we challenge that? Is there goal interference? Is there offsides? It's like, no, you, you got scored against, you got beat, move on. That's what it is. Ultimate lawyer. Uh, yeah. I think Brian said all about those guys. The lightning are warriors. This is why uh, this is a huge win for the ass because the rest of the, uh, you know, the Blues were our toughest competition before that, but the Oilers and the Preds, there weren't much of a, a contest there most of the time. I mean, obviously, you're funding McDavid and Drysdale, which takes a lot of effort on the back end and all that. But altogether, the Lightning were the real challengers, and uh, it's you got to beat them. you got to be the got to beat the best to be the best, and that's what we did. Uh, yeah, the Lightning were just struggling with their stuff, but obviously the ads were as well. 
Uh, just one more thing on Natushkin. Uh, it's, it's funny hearing these stories coming out after the game, uh, like Natushkin getting pulled in a car, beer in hand after the game. <laughs> grumpy. Sucks. He's grumpy about not being able to take the cup to Russia. Uh, we got McKinnon stumbling <laughs> after him drunkenly with a beer in hand as well, asking, how's your foot? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Pavel Francis, who apparently, according to Eric Johnson, was the drunkest guy at the party afterwards, just <laughs> randomly interrupting Landis Gog's speech. Being like, We're going to win it again. So uh, shout out to the back of goal. Credit to him, too. He went 6-0 in the playoffs as well, so we couldn't have done it without him. Uh, yeah, just a full team <laughs> afterwards, and uh, I look forward to the parade tomorrow. He should have got the Smythe 6-0 in the playoffs? Come on. Oh, Undefeated. Yeah. Bro, I'll tell you right now, Like I, I was a goalie when I played and shit, and I backed up uh, one of my junior years, which I'll tell you right now, I was high as a fucking kite <laughs> and sometimes boozing on, like, you know, halfway through the game and shit at the intermission anyways. So Francis was probably fucked up before the third period <laughs> even hit, man. He was just, he was getting drunk and drinking out of that cup, whether they won or lost in game six. I'll tell you from backup goalie experience, guys probably just fucking buckled, all right? So that's Kemper, awesome to hear. Kemper couldn't see straight and he couldn't either. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he was Darcy and <laughs> I don't fucking know. Pavel, Fran, I, I can't even make a pirate joke, but something stupid. But yeah, man, we love backup goalies that are fucking tanks on this show, okay? So we'll, we'll put that one out there. Um, all right, boys, that pretty much wraps up most of our stuff when it comes to Colorado and Tampa Bay. Uh, again, congrats to Colorado. Congrats to the team. Congrats to the fans. Congrats to the organization. Uh, congrats, congrats to everybody. Congrats to Joel. Congrats to everybody that made a hell of a lot of money off Colorado this year, yeah. too. You know, so, of course. Um, all right, we'll jump in. It, it's it's officially the offseason, man. You know, we're, we're probably going to see a lot of trades on on uh, the draft day, which is coming up. I believe that's on July 7th. I think that's on Thursday. Um, yeah, but it already came. The 13th? I don't fucking know. Whatever. No, did you say the draft or free agency? The draft. That's on the 7th, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. the seventh. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, yeah, that's what I thought, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's already kicked off a little bit. We had some news coming out of uh, Minnesota today. The Minnesota Wild, we all know they're in cap hell because of the recapture penalties or whatever on uh, the Suter and Parise deals. Well, they traded uh, Kevin Fiala to Los Angeles Kings. Uh, they traded him for a 2022 first round and Brock Faber, who's a second round pick out of 2020. Uh, he was the University of Minnesota captain, so not a slouch player here. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good kind of return, especially if when uh, when the Kings know that you know Minnesota does need to sh- shed some salary. But they are getting a hell of a player here in Kevin Fiala as well, so it does make sense. Um, boys, what do you think here? Does this work out for both teams? Maybe LA is something to watch out for next year. Not a bad looking team. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think, think this is a, a good trade for both sides here. Just to kick off the offseason. There were a lot of talk around Fiala being a guy that could be moved. Uh, this morning they said they were going to pick up, and then this afternoon it was it was oh Fiala traded to the Kings. I mean, the Kings then signed him to I think a seven point nine million dollar cap hit deal. So he's only twenty five. He's been great since being traded to Minnesota for who they traded for Grandland one for one, something like that. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he had seventy seventy six goals in one hundred ninety six games. It's over thirty goals per full eighty two game season. Had thirty three goals, eighty five points this past season. So. Yeah, the Kings are going to be a team to watch out for. They kind of, it didn't even fade toward the end with with all their injuries. So if they can still kind of bridge this gap between their veterans with Dowdy and Kopitar and, and these new guys they're bringing in, they could be a team to watch for out in the West. And Minnesota is getting a first-round pick and a, a second-round pick, a Minnesota guy who there was a cool picture either on Twitter or Instagram, the Wild tweeted out with uh, Kaprizov celebrating with with Brock Faber in the first row celebrating with him, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, a, a great trade to kick off the offseason, and hopefully it's going to be a fun one. I, uh, I think Ryan said most of what I was going to say, but, uh, yeah, it's a good deal for both teams, I think. Uh, Kings are gearing up for another run here with their veterans. Quick, Kopitar and Doughty healthy again. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think the Kings, they're, they're gearing up for uh, – uh, like the last stand of those old guys. And this is what you have to do. This reminds me of the trade they made for Arvidsson last year. Just uh, something to keep these old guys happy, make them feel like they're not uh, uh, just rebuilding. Like, uh, like recently, Jonathan Taze being unhappy with the, the Blackhawks situation there. Uh, Kings going the opposite route. They're gearing up. They're just throwing everything 
at the wall, hoping something sticks. Uh, it's a great deal for Fiala here. Uh, they locked him up long-term as well, so uh, he should fit into the young guys coming up too. So I think the Kings will be around for a while, even after Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick are gone, because, of course, they have Cal Peterson as well. They're in net. He should be a stunt goalie on the back end for a while too. So, yeah, on the Minnesota side, they get a pick uh, to solve some of their cap issues. So, uh, I don't think that they're going to be as good this year, but uh, that'll, that's good news for them going forward. So, uh, yeah, it's a good deal for both teams. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. All right, that wraps up that trade. There's something not in our notes I'm going to drop on here, boys. We'll just touch on it a little briefly. Uh, Hockey Hall of Fame had six new inductees this year, like they do every year. Uh, these are pretty prominent figures here. So we got goaltender Roberto Luongo, uh, both Daniel and Henrik Sedin, a couple Vancouver greats there. Uh, Daniel Elfordson, Ottawa Senators captain, former sentence captain, superstar. Uh, women's finish star, Rika Salinen. Uh, and in the builder category, Herb Carnegie. So a couple notable names there. Figured we'd throw that one in. Uh, Joel, I don't know if you have anything to say about your uh, your local Vancouver Canucks studs there or anything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sedin's are always going in first ballot. Uh, no question about that. I'm still waiting for fucking Alex and McGillan to get in. I think oh, I know. Fuck, it. I man. Know. 76 goals in one season. This guy treats part of the triple gold club. Fucking this guy still hasn't been inducted. He, he won a Stanley Cup. Plus he defected from the fucking first, evil first Empire, Russian so player to defect. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't get, get in. Um, so yeah, I thought he should got in before Luongo or maybe Albertson too, but uh, obviously those are good players as well, but a huge day for the Canucks with Luongo there. Plus the Sedins, obviously, and, uh, yeah, let's uh, hopefully McKinley gets in next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good to see the Sedins getting in. You, you knew they were going to. I, I forgot how good Luongo was for so long. I mean, yeah, I, man. He's, he's just been like a great personality around the game recently. But you, you look back at his numbers, his first in Florida, his in Vancouver. I mean, he's just consistently great for almost almost 20 years. So, yeah, well-deserved there. Then Alfredson was always the guy that, that kind of Drew got compared to. Or, you know, he couldn't. It was stayed, uh, whole whole career with the same team. Couldn't really ever get too much done. But yeah, it's it's good to see them. And, and I, I have something for you guys that I meant to bring up around the injury talk. I'm kind of surprised with all the gambling involved with the NHL that, that they're not going to make teams like make better injury reports. Disclose injuries. Yeah, because yeah, like there has to be at some point where there's going to be a big injury. I mean, these are pretty pretty huge injuries and like. Gambling, you you can't go five minutes without seeing it during a game, during a commercial, whatever. So, I feel like it's going to be a point where when, when gambling becomes so prevalent that they're going to have to do something like that. But I don't know if, with the spirit of hockey, hockey culture, if that's going to be, going to be a thing. I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I'll jump into that, man. Like there, a lot of what you said there is pretty pretty prominent, right? Like from the hockey kind of culture that we've all been installed in over the years, especially as like you know players and shit like this, you don't you don't act hurt if you're hurt. You know, as growing up as a kid playing, they tell you you're hurt. You get the fuck off the ice. Simple as that. You don't sit there and roll around and all this shit. You get off the ice and more importantly, you try and play through it. Right. So uh, from that side of thing, it's going to be like a different mindset around the league for this to actually change. Now, rightfully it should, you know, people are putting money on this. Like, you know, hockey gambling specifically is starting to get a lot, hell of a lot more mainstream. Ryan, you said it. We're seeing it every commercial break. You're seeing it on advertisements around the board. Sports Center has their shitty little cabbie segment. Like, it's 
it's a thing now. It's a thing. So, yes, they're going to have to. Look at people like the NFL. You know, they'll say they'll just list players as day-to-day or questionable, you know, up to five minutes before game time. And then they'll end up playing. Maybe that's something you'll start to kind of see a little bit, like questionable, lower body. But I think part of it, too, like, I don't know. You can say this for any sport, so don't get me wrong. It's not like hockey-specific or whatnot. But, you know, if, if you go out there and you say, oh, I got a fucked-up wrist, but I'm still playing. If you think for a second that people aren't going to be taking shots of that fucking wrist from a player's point of view, you're high, man. Like, you're going to be chopping. You're going to be doing something dirty and stupid. You know, that's just part of the game. So that's the kind of defense of it. But if, you know, NHL starts having, you know, partnerships with the books and with Vegas – you know, Vegas is going to start demanding that they're a bit more open about what's going on, you know, behind closed doors, so to speak. So I think it's something that will be addressed, whether that's this year or next year or going forward. I think it's going to happen eventually. I wouldn't change anything during the playoffs. Let these guys play through it mm-hmm. and do not disclose what these guys have, because obviously, like you said, they're they're going to be targeting these areas like fucking uh, Tom Wilson's and Corey Perry's of the world will be uh, doing what they can to subtly attack these uh, injured areas. But during the regular season, absolutely, guys should be disclosed to what they have uh, and they should be announced out way earlier than they are right now. Like, mm-hmm. fuck off with these game time decisions, even though they have no intention of playing the next <laughs> day. Uh, so we get a clearer idea of who's playing and who's not. So, yeah, during the regular season, I'm fine with that. But regular or playoffs, I'm all good with how it is. I was surprised that, and I may may not have noticed it, that there was really nothing, no cheap shots given to Kadri when he came back. But I don't know if that's just like a unwritten thing where obviously Tampa has injured guys too, and if they go after Kadri, they'll go after those guys. So maybe it's a gamesmanship thing. But yeah, you, you, the playoffs I, I think will definitely stay how it is. But maybe they'll institute something where they have to like submit their lineup a few hours before game time rather than five minutes before. Something just to add some sort of transparency to the roster for that game. Okay, that's a good point, though. I'm glad that you brought that up, man. So that's uh, that's something we can definitely track going forward in the next couple of years. All right, uh, fuck boys, we'll we'll jump into this. We don't gotta go too in depth here, but you know, there's already some early odds out for NHL Stanley Cup odds for 2022-2023 season. Uh, we'll read through a couple here. If there's any you like, maybe you guys can give me like a top five kind of prediction. You know about who you think is going to win. Maybe a long shot or something like that. We'll go off a couple prominent names here. Uh, Colorado are currently the favorites at plus 400. Toronto Maple Leafs plus 800. Uh, Tampa Bay plus 900. Florida plus 1,000. Vegas plus 1,400. If they can get under the cap, maybe they'll miss playoffs again this next year. We'll have to see. I'll do a little in-depth recording there, see what we can find out. Uh, Carolina plus 1,400. Edmonton plus 1,800. Calgary plus 1,800. Minnesota plus 1,800. New York plus 2,000. Uh, fuck, we'll do two more. Pittsburgh plus 2,000 and Boston plus 2,200. So it's a little early, and obviously on future shows, we're definitely going to get a bit more in-depth into this. So if you're looking for content, uh, stay tuned for that. It totally will be coming. But, uh, boys, anything there kind of kind of jump off the page at you or what? I'll let Joel hop in here because I know he's thrown a few bet outs, bets out in Slack and has already actually placed a few. So I'll, I don't want to steal his thunder with what he's already done. Yeah, the odds that uh, Talon rang out were not uh... – from one particular sports book or another. We're not going to say which one. So <laughs> I feel uh, I've got the license to give out numbers at other books. Uh, you can still find the Devils at 100 to 1, which I think is value. This team is coming on the up. Uh, they had a great second half of the season. They just couldn't cut the goaltending. Uh, we got Dawson Mercer on a on a cheap deal. He's getting the entry-level contract, and Yegor Sharangovich had a breakout season last year. He's still on a cheap deal. I think that these guys can uh, do some damage here and make, maybe make the playoffs. So at 100-1, to if you can find that, 80-1, to I'm still okay with that. Devils there are live. I think. I heard, sorry to cut you off, I heard that they have some significant interest in uh, free agent Jack Campbell in that too. Yes, yes, yes. So they just need that goalie, man. Mackenzie Blackwood might even be better this year too because he was actually considered for the uh, Canadian Olympic team before the uh, the NHLers decided not to go. So he's actually, if he can have a bounce back year too, he's, he's in the mix. But I like the Devils there at a good high number. Uh, another pick, nobody would be surprised by this, but the Islanders, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> 35 to one here at this book. Uh, yeah, 40 to one, something like that. I, I think that the Metro division will, will have a, a big shakeup this year. I know maybe the the hurricanes should still be up there, the Rangers, uh, but down, down the list here that the Islanders and the devils here could make uh, some ground up on the capitals and the penguins. Of course, uh, it's hard to doubt. 
and fade uh, Sidney Crosby. But I think that these uh, these these old guys are finally uh, getting old. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and the Rangers at twenty to one, I think is is a good bet as well. Yeah, the Rangers with uh, Shesterkin in there and uh, this young this young core coming up now and Chris Drury at the helm. The guy's a fucking winner. He wins at every level. So I, I like what the Rangers are going to do. Uh, we saw them get way better at the trade deadline. I think that continues into next season. So watch out for the Rangers maybe to win the division and maybe even win the Stanley Cup because they might have the most talented goalie, not maybe the best goalie because that's still Vasilevsky's, but the most talented goalie is Igor Shosturkin. So I think the Rangers are live there at 20 to 1. I don't, I don't, I don't like this uh, <laughs> just piling in all on the Metro division because uh, that's negatively <laughs> correlated. But, as long as I get one of those teams into the Eastern Conference Finals, it'll work out. Uh, but yeah, I love the coach there for the Rangers. And yeah, just this early in the process, you're just looking to, to find the big numbers, right? And then uh, wait for the, the other the other teams maybe to fall apart. Or you just pick a spot where you bet the, the Avalanche or the Lightning, something like that. Or the Bruins, I'm looking to bet them later in the year. Uh, because those those lines will go backwards, whereas these these deeper lines like the Devils hundred to one, Islanders forty to one, thirty five to one, those should go up later on. So uh, yeah, that that's what I'm looking at this early in the process. I'm surprised you didn't add in the Sabers there, so you could have all the New Jersey, <laughs> New York team, the Devils, Islanders, Rangers. Fuck yeah! It, it would be fitting if uh, Jack Campbell went to New Jersey because that's where the the home of Campbell Soup is in Camden. So maybe be, be a homecoming for for him. Right yeah. on. I'm also Devils. You're the only one who knows that. <laughs> There's a few listeners that know that. <laughs> Devils are a good bet, as Joel said. I mean, you can get it at 75 to one over our friends at WinBet. Have that. Uh, a few teams in the West. I'm looking at uh, the Jets plus 60 to one. Uh, Predators 55 to one. I think one of those teams at least could at least make the playoffs, make some noise there. The Predators were a surprise team this year. Had some. Uh, Injury, unfortunate injuries in the playoffs. Jets, you never know what they can do with the, if they trade Shifley, get a shakeup, new coach in there. So you'll see what happens there. Uh, going up a bit, maybe the Can- Canucks, 4,500, depending on what they do. The Kings, 40 to 1, after making a big splash already with Fiala, after already having having some space there. I think that that's could be a good look. And coming up to kind of the more, the more favorite teams, uh, I think the Knights, 15 to 1, are, are going to be a solid bet. I think they have. They have a good good coach in place. They have a great team there. Hurricanes also 15 to one. They're going to be up right back there again, especially if they get get some uh, better goal scoring. And um, out of the out of the top few teams, I'd probably just go with. I think the Panthers might might be good at, at 10 to one with if they bring back most of their core and have a more competent coach. They might be able to get past a better team in the playoffs. All right, I, I got a couple more things. A couple more things here. The Jets, I, I did like them early on, and uh, I think there's there's they're still waiting for a coach, right? Am I, am I wrong? Yeah, I they are. They were so. in on trots, but he said no. Yeah, so they're still looking for a coach, but I I don't like the culture there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we got the players angry with the fans. We got Pierre Dubois saying he's going to test free agency in two, two years. years. Out. <laughs> he just can't wait to get out of there. So I, I don't like the culture there with the Jets. Uh, the Sabers at fifty to one is ridiculous. Uh, they don't have a goalie. <laughs> Uh, and Luka Pekalukinen, bro. Yeah, and you just look at the the fact that they took on Ben Bishop's contract, right? That just tells you that they're not going to be all in. So yeah, you don't yeah. want to you don't want to bet on these teams before free agency uh, that are just going to be sellers, right? You want to you want to get back teams that are buyers. And uh, uh, who else was I going to say? Yeah, Kings out of mind though, forty to one. Uh, Canucks forty five to one. Ah, they're 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 shopping JT Miller. I'd like to back the Canucks there, but I I don't think that they're ready for it. So if, I know they got that, that nice Russian prospect coming in, but uh, look for the Canucks in two or three years. Same with the Sabres, two or three years. Red Wings, two or three years. But for now, I, I would stay away from them. All right. Um, I'll start off with my kind of my biggest, I guess, long shot, if you want to take it. Even though, to me, they're not that much of a long shot. But if you're going to give me this team at 45-1, to 1, I'm going to fucking jump all over it here, man. The Dallas Stars, a little sneaky team, and you never really know what to expect. Traditionally, I thought that was kind of a boring team. Well, they came out and they scored some goals. Uh, most importantly, though, they got about $20 million in cap space currently. Now, they do have to sign some guys. Like Jason Robertson has to get paid. Uh, both goalies, you know, Jake Ottinger, I think I said his name right there, and Scott Wedgwood both need to get contracts. Yes, 
right? So there's a there's a couple contracts that need to be done there. Word around the league is that Alexander Radulov is going back to Russia, so that'll clear up some uh, clear up some space here. So look out for them in free agency, man. If they can land a couple of depth guys, maybe it's a uh, one last kind of kick, one you know, last kind of goal here with uh, Tyler Sagan and Jamie uh, Ben and Joel Pavelski up front. But they got a good team, man. Like fucking Miro Hiskin's an absolute stud. Essa Lindell, like they got some, you know, veteran depth with Ryan Sutter, some of the guys I named up ahead, and a hell of a goalie we saw there. So if Jake Onger has himself a year next year, uh, and the big boys kind of show up, that could be a sneaky team. If you're gonna give me them forty-five to one, I might sprinkle that a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't hate Vancouver. I think, like Joel said, they're about a year away from being a year away kind of thing, but they're still a decent team. Um, you know, Calgary plus eighteen hundred. I thought they were second best team in the West. Uh, this year it'll be a lot of that depends on what they do this off season, right? With guys like Goudreau and if they're able to land a couple free agents. Um, yeah, man. Obviously, you got this. Isn't a surprise. I'm on the Leafs plus eight hundred. Like fucking, <laughs> we. <laughs> I'm sure we could talk about this a late later. We're not going to get into this this show. There will be a show this summer that I will go into it, but I, I'm going to take them plus 800, man. Um, and fuck, like obviously it's it's not the best value, but Colorado to repeat, fuck, they're they're the best team in the league, man. They could easily do it. So if I had to pick one of the two best teams, it would be Colorado, Toronto. If I had to pick a long shot, I'm definitely taking Dallas. And if I had to pick a super long shot, fucking Arizona State University Coyotes. <laughs> What is 500 that? to one, baby. 500 to one, baby. Who knows? They could rally. We could have a fucking miracle on ice story here. Um, fuck it. If you're looking for something stupid, there you go. I also have to have to mention my flyers at 60 to one. You know, if they get Sean Couture, Ryan Ellis back, both healthy, it's a top line center, top defenseman, Carter Hart with a John Tortorella coach team in front of them. You know, they might be, might be worth more respect than 60 to one. I don't know if they're, there's there's a lot of positivity there, but I think they deserve more respect than that. All what? right, what do you, I was gonna say? I'm not. I wasn't gonna touch that one. But it like, should be a hundred to one. <laughs> yeah, it should be a million to one. I think this price assumes that either Goudreau or Cadre is going there. Otherwise, I don't understand sixty to one. Your team yeah. is done, bro. Oh yeah, they're, they're going to sign someone big, and they, they may even ship out JVR or buy him out for to get more cap space. That's a big buyout, man. Doesn't he have term left too? In seven no, it's, it's his la- last year. So it's his million. last year. Yeah, you know that could be a, like a trade deadline move. If mm-hmm. you know they eat half the salary or some shit, and somebody just wants to increase their power play, a big body up front or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um. So look out for that. But yeah, I don't know about this year. Man. <laughs> um, one more thing. One more thing. I like your your stars play there. Uh, Forty five to one. You know. We'll, when you back a team this late, uh, or this early rather, in the process, you want to back a team that's going to be investing stuff, and they're going to be investing stuff with those old veterans there. And they got a good coach coming in who wants to win now. Pete DeBoer, obviously, he's made it with the Knights and with the Sharks numerous times, so uh, that's a proven guy that uh, he can get to where they want to be. And they have the number one defenseman there, Mira Heiskanen, and number one goalie Ottinger. That's all settled. Nick Robertson, too, elite goal scorer. So Jason the stars Robertson. actually. Gee, yeah, not fucking Nick Robertson. <laughs> Charlie uh, Leafs on the mind somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jason Robertson, they're in the stars, too. So, and it's a it's a weak Western Conference, right? You just have to beat the ads, basically. I mean, the Knights <laughs> and the Flames are there, but they, it's basically just all these Western teams versus the Avs because the Avs are going to be right back there. But 45 to 1 for the stars, I don't mind that either for my, my West long shot. Especially yeah. with that division. They're making playoffs, man. Like, they're beating Arizona. They're beating Chicago. They're beating Winnipeg. They're beating Nashville. And they're beating Minnesota. So they're going to be at the dance, at least. I, I don't know if they're beating Minnesota. But I, I will agree and throw them in there with, with my Nashville and Winnipeg suggestions. Because one of those teams is going to make the playoffs and possibly win a round or two. And, and Ottinger showed us that he can he can steal a series if he has to. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. 
Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world, world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Well, that's our way too early uh, NHL Stanley Cup 2022-2023 prediction. Like I said before we did this, we're definitely going to have like a whole show titled to this. We'll break down divisions later, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll definitely be getting into that for sure. Um, all right, boys, we'll finish it up here. We had our playoff bankroll challenge. Uh, it was a bit closer than I thought it was going to be. I'll be 100% honest with you here. Uh, in a in a close third place myself, I ended up with 41 puck bucks and 43 puck cents. In second place, Ryan ended up with 774 puck bucks and 91 puck cents. And of course, not only did the all around or the Colorado Avalanche fucking win the Stanley Cup, Colorado Avalanche super fan Joel Meyer won the bankroll challenge with a 1,010 puck bucks and the great Wayne Gretzky 99 puck cents here. So congratulations to Joel. Give him a little clap here with all of his future Con Smythe winnings that he had. He had the fucking mascot to win the Con Smythe. He had the owner of Ballsack Arena to win the Con Smythe. He had everybody, but he ended up getting it done with 1,010 puck bucks and 99 cents. Joel, victory speech, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I didn't do too well on the, the props and like the game by game, but uh, my strength is always the futures, and that's what won me this thing. Pick the Avalanche to win it all to begin with. Pick my card when the comes might to begin with. And uh, I got the series bets right, generally speaking. Um, the Canes let me down a bit. It would have been a massive money if uh, the Canes won the Eastern Conference. But, uh, oh, well, we'll take the lighting there. As long as the fucking Rangers didn't win, that would have been really fucked. Uh, but, yeah, I'm happy to win this thing. Uh, I won $10.99 altogether. <laughs> so uh, at least one of us, yet again, <laughs> is in the profit <laughs> in our lock dogs and uh, – uh, totals picks. <laughs> Shout yeah, back, but... call back to that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm good at the the long term stuff. Not so much with the fucking props and whatever. But uh, yeah, I'll take this trophy as well. Yeah, I, I feel like my my, uh, my Panthers bets that I doubled down on twice uh, was pretty bad. And also, if, if the Hurricanes beat the Rangers, I I would have had more there. But yeah, shout out to uh, one sharp shark for doing all this. He has, he has all, all, all the spreadsheet here with all of our bets in it. Maybe we'll get some. He just wants to see us lose, though. Maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> the only reason why he tracks it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some uh, deeper analysis for, for a more offseason show. And also, shout out to uh, Go Bearcats for winning Fuck our yeah. Calcutta with the with Fuck the Avalanche right. there. He, he, he beat me out there. I, I had the Lightning. So hopefully we'll have him on soon to, to go over that. And we can dish out our winnings as well. Fuck yeah. We'll get him on ACL. Still having the first overall pick. Yeah. <laughs> I told you the first overall pick was worth it. Yeah, get out of here with that. <laughs> you also uh, thought the second overall pick was great too, but look how good the fucking Florida Panthers did. <laughs> sure you know, I, I got to say something about that sure too. I should have taken the Hurricanes. I know I should have taken the Hurricanes, even though they would have won the same amount of money. I I wanted the Hurricanes, and I, I just listened to the odds too much. I guess I don't know. I believe in the Hurricanes more than the Panthers. I don't know. Why I picked them. It was just the. Uh, the right pick, I guess, but uh, yeah, I should have picked the Hurricanes first, but didn't matter. I would have made, would have made the same amount of money either way. All right, boys. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, that also pretty much wraps up this show. Um, before we do head out here, you know, I just gotta say, like, this was our first, you know, full season doing this show. It was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, like I said at the actual beginning, too, man. Like, we couldn't have done it without all of our like listeners in the Slack group. And even if you're not in the Slack and you just tune in and listen to, that's fucking awesome. And everybody that reached out on Twitter, you know, that's kick ass. Everybody that left a review, that was sweet, man. So this. This whole kind of podcast that we did for the first year, it, it was fucking sick, dude. And everything worked out awesome. We couldn't have done it without everybody that listened.
listened and contributed to our community. So shout out to all you guys. You did a kick-ass job too. Even though you listen to us, you know, say a lot of stupid shit all year long. Be prepared for another off season of stupid shit because we got a lot of things that are gonna be cooking. All right. Yeah, if you thought the full season, the actual season was stupid shit, just just get ready for the off season with all <laughs> all, all the the games. I'm sure a town is cooking up. A couple games and segments in the works. Ooh. We will see. <laughs> yeah, I, I echo everything Talon said. Thanks for uh, continuing to support us and listen to us. You know, when we started, we were like, okay, let's, let's just see see how this goes. And and now, whatever, a full season in the books. You know, we, we got a good groove here. Got some chemistry. We, got, we got a, created a great community there in the Slack channel. So I'm proud of us. I'm proud of our listeners. And I'm excited to uh, keep this going. Yeah, man. And shout out uh, Sports uh, Gaming Podcast Network, too, right? For letting us do all this shit. So those guys are fucking awesome, man. Uh, go listen to all the other shows. Go listen to the flagship shows. Uh, we say it every week, right? But literally, those guys kick ass, man. So thanks a lot to them. Um, all right, boys, we'll wrap this one up, man. You know, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website, place to be. There's still tons of content coming out, man. You know, I know it's summertime. NFL is going to be here before we fucking know it, right? And so that's when the shit really starts going down. Uh, college football. I know the college football podcast is already up and running with some, you know, early school predictions and run-throughs and shit like that. Just go check out all the other content, man. MMA, golf, baseball, NASCAR, uh, CFL, fucking everything, dude. Like, get your ass there, check it out. Lots of good articles, lots of great shows. And uh, keep listen to us man you know we'll still be pumping out content as much as we can right so fuck yeah dude ready for the off season uh and of course shout out to all our friends and pals in the slack groups fuck we've been pumping their tires all show long so enjoy it um but no literally man you guys are awesome right so get your ass in the slack if you're not in the slack it's not too late man get it in the off season be along for the ride and be ready for when next season kicks off and plus we got the draft and uh, free agency coming up so there'll still be lots of hockey content yeah, draft agency, and I mentioned before the start of these guys, I forgot we have uh, World Juniors coming up in August. So oh, it's really, fuck yeah. It's really only a few weeks of offseason when you when you count in the draft and free agency and everything going on. But yeah, if and, and also if you guys, listeners out there, have, have questions or ideas for segments for the offseason, something you want to hear about, let, let us know on Twitter, let us know in the Slack, let us know in a review, you know, just reach out. We're always trying to cater to, to what you guys want on top of just our usual shenanigans. So Make sure to reach out to us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. All right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. Uh, I will also be found with a fucking mangled liver for drinking away the offseason because we got no hockey to watch. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. I'm Joel Martin. If I'm ashamed that Talon's given up the fight against Jeff Fox and the anime <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But guys, I certainly haven't. I went 12-0 and 0 in the UFC picks on Saturday, putting those guys to shame. So we're going <laughs> to fucking rip their heart out as Beijing Wings displayed in a uh, little meme there on the Slack. Uh, yeah, we, we fucking kill on it, even in the fucking sports we're not covering. We'll get back at it. We'll get back at it. No worries. Darn. Oh.